Can you believe it? Here we are, friends, rounding out the end of another year. Now, if you're anything like me, this might be the time of year when all of your goals and plans just blow away with the holidays. Because, you know, our goals can wait until January 1st, right? Wrong. Friends, we are sacrificing a big piece of the year, almost a quarter of the year, by putting all this pressure on January 1st. I want you to imagine with me what it might feel like if we were able to implement simple, actionable strategies right now in this season to not only help us build momentum towards our goals, but also launch us into our best year yet so we don't already feel like we're behind come January 1. I have good news. I'm going to be hosting a free virtual workshop where I'm going to be teaching you the three keys to confidently change your life with less judgment and a whole lot more joy. You can visit coachkaya.com to save your seat or click the link in the show notes below. I hope to see you there. Hello, hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. Today, we're going to talk all about fear, specifically the fears that hold us back, which I know all of us have at least one of those in the back of our mind. This episode is actually inspired by an activity that I did at my retreat. And today on the show, I'm going to share with you actual examples of things that the women who attended wrote down. And I think this is going to be a really powerful episode. So without further ado, let's dive on in. Hello there, beautiful friend. I'm your host, Kaya, a cattle rancher turned accidental life coach after embarking on my own health journey, losing over 100 pounds, but most importantly, rebuilding my relationship with myself. Now I am more on fire than ever to empower others to create a healthy life that they love from the inside out by sharing the tools, tips, and strategies that I've learned and continue to learn along the way. Mindset, health, body image, self-love, entrepreneurship, and more. We're here to chat about climbing the mountains of life all while finding joy in the journey. Welcome to the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. Now, let's get climbing. All right. At my retreat, I did this little welcome activity icebreaker sort of thing. And it was my first time ever doing this activity, and I'm already so excited to try this again because, ooh, was it powerful. Now, I am tentatively, I just decided before I hit record on this, to name this activity Flying Fears because I just felt like it needed a name. So we're going to call this icebreaker activity Flying Fears. All right, TM, trademark, not really, but anyways. Now, what we did was I really wanted to set the tone at the beginning of the event with these women, right? There's 13 women in a room, not including me and our speakers, that are perfect strangers before that moment in time. I guess besides two, there was a mom and daughter. But perfect strangers that were coming into this space, and I'm asking them to be vulnerable and open and connect with one another, even though they had never met each other before. And I really wanted to do this activity that would set the tone and allow them, you know, maybe they're feeling nervous, maybe they're excited, but maybe they're a little unsure. And I wanted them to do something that really assured them that they belonged in that space and that they weren't alone with whatever it was that they were feeling right at the get-go. So we did this activity called Flying Fears. What I did was I handed out a piece of paper to all of the ladies at their table, and I used different colors, pieces of paper, and it doesn't really matter. It could just be a blank white piece of paper. But what I did was I asked them one simple prompt. I asked them to finish this sentence 
and write down on this piece of paper, the fear that is holding me back is. The fear that is holding me back is. And then I played a song and while the song was playing, I just gave them the free time to write down whatever answer came to mind for them. They wrote it on a piece of paper and then I asked them to fold that piece of paper into a paper airplane. Now, honestly, this this was one of the hardest activities because I don't know about you, but I hadn't folded a paper airplane in a long time. So this was a quick origami lesson for those that had forgot. But after they were done writing down the fear that's holding them back, they folded up the piece of paper into an airplane and I asked them to throw it into the center of the room. Now, the reason that I had them use different colored papers was because after they threw it into the middle of the room, they had to go and pick up another paper airplane that wasn't their own. And if everyone has different colored pieces of paper, it makes it very easy to know which one is not yours. So once they picked up the other pieces of paper, I had them to come back down to their seat, sit down, and one at a time, we went around the room and I asked the women to open it up and read the fear out loud that somebody else wrote, somebody else's piece of paper. And as we were reading this, I told them, I said, okay, as each of you reads this fear out loud, if that fear resonates with you, if you currently feel that fear or you have felt that fear, I want you to stomp the ground as loud as possible. Now it is a miracle. The registration desk staff didn't come up to make sure that we weren't, you know, that I didn't bring a herd of stampeding elephants to my event because with every single fear that was read, almost every single woman in the room stomped. Almost every single woman in the room stomped. And this was so stinking powerful, especially at the beginning. And what I want to do is I want to read these fears off to you so that you can hear them yourself. And I know it's not the same as being in the room with those women, but what I want you to do is I want you to clap your hands, snap or stomp or do something if any of these fears as I read them resonates with you. Okay. I know that I'm not there to hear you in reality, but I'm, I'm hearing you in spirit. Okay. So you can hear these little wrestling papers. I have all of these different beautifully colored pieces of paper that these women wrote down in their own handwriting. And I'm going to read them to you. And if it resonates, clap, snap, stomp, holler, whatever feels good to you. The fear that's holding me back is the fear of rejection. I'm scared that if I'm my truest self or ask for things I want or need, that people won't like me. The fear that's holding me back right now is I can't ever get back to who I was made to be because of who I became over the last three years, lost, afraid, sad, and broken. The fear that's holding me back is not seeing things through to fruition. The fear that's holding me back right now is that I'm not good enough. The fear that's holding me back is failure, to not lose the weight, to let my kids or grandkids down, to let my husband down, and imposter syndrome. The fear that's holding me back right now is failure. I feel that it would be embarrassing to admit that I'm really trying to change my life and then be embarrassed when it doesn't work out and have to admit that to everyone. The fear that's holding me back is that my lack of self-confidence. I'm concerned that if people get to know the real me, then they won't like me. The fear that's holding me back is exposing my vulnerabilities to someone new in a loving relationship. My body and age have lots of miles on them now. The fear that's holding me back is that I can't do it, that I'd fail, that I'd feel stupid. The fear that's holding me back is not being there for my family if I get too wrapped up in new business. 
The fear that's holding me back is that I'm afraid I'm not enough without my work accomplishments. And finally, the fear that's holding me back is not being good enough and not being financially set to do what I'm doing. Now, I share these with you because I have a feeling that one, several, even perhaps all of these fears are maybe something that you felt or are currently feeling too. Maybe you're over there listening, snapping up a storm like, oh my gosh, yes, yes, I feel the same way. And the reason why I felt like this activity was so powerful and the reason I wanted to share it with you today is because I think the biggest takeaway from that is that a lot of our fears are more universal than we realize. And I think there is so much power when we finally realize, oh, I'm not alone. I'm not alone in this, in this feeling of fear, in this fear that's keeping me back. It's keeping me stuck. It's stopping me from taking a risk and going for the things that I really want to do. And I think there is so much power in speaking them out loud or writing them on paper because what you'll discover is that the whole world would be stomping with you. And how would that feel if you knew that the fear that's holding you back is the same fear that holds so many other people back? I think for me, there's a freedom in that. There's a freedom in knowing that I'm not the only one that feels afraid. There's a freedom in knowing that I'm not the only one who has these concerns. And at the same time, there's almost a little bit of heartbreak in it. There's heartbreak in knowing that while, yes, I have had the fear that I'm not good enough, heartbreak in knowing that so many other people feel that same way because the truth is, is that you are good enough. I'm good enough. We're all good enough. Yet so many of us wrestle with that deep rooted fear that we're not enough and it stops us from living out who we're meant to be. I know that I've shared this analogy before in an episode, but I'll share it again because I think it's just so prevalent to this conversation and this activity. I like to think of fear and shame like this mold growing in the back of a dark closet. I tend to be a little bit of a doodler. And so the other day, as I was sitting here at my work desk, I just doodled this like scary monster coming out of this closet, this big, moldy, shameful, scary monster. And what I know about mold (laughs) is that the way we get rid of mold is by bringing it out into the air and the light. You know what it loves? It loves being tucked away, dark, where no one can see it. It festers. It expands. And so many of us, when we have these deep-rooted fears and this deep-rooted shame, this feeling of I'm not good enough, we don't really air that out a whole lot, do we? We don't start you know, a conversation over coffee with, hey, hi, good morning, how are you? Well, I'm not really feeling good enough today, right? We don't usually talk about this stuff. We keep it tucked away. Sometimes we don't even admit it to ourselves that that's the fear that's really holding us back, let alone talking about it with a friend. But when we're able to voice how we're feeling, to name the fear, to speak about the things that are holding us back deep in our core, I think there's this fear that once we say it out loud, it makes it real, that it's going to all of a sudden become this big, scary monster that's going to come out of the closet and attack us. But I think when we open that closet door, what we realize is that it's actually not as scary as we thought all along. Because once it hits the air, once it hits the light, it loses its power. That big scary monster can only keep its power in the dark. When we can speak our fear out loud and also recognize all of the other 
feet stomping the ground saying they feel that too, or hands in the air saying, me too, I've been there. We can reclaim our power. We recognize that we're not alone. When we name it, we can claim it. Do you have a side hustle or business that you're ready to take to the next level? In my opinion, one of the most valuable assets as a business of any size, whether you're just starting out or have been hammering on for years, is a website. Whether it's a simple landing page with just the basics or a full-fledged site with a blog and store, having a place where people can search and discover you online makes your business immediately look more credible. If it's the fear of having to fork over thousands of dollars to a professional to build one for you that's holding you back, I have a little secret for you. You can build your own website today without any knowledge of coding or fancy schmancy tech skills using Squarespace. Trust me, if I can do it, so can you. Not only did I build my own Coach Kaya website, but I also built my family's Twistleman Ranch website, the Backroad Cowgirls digital series website, and countless more using Squarespace's simple, easy-to-use templates that made it a breeze to get a website launched and ready to welcome new customers. Time to take that business of yours to new levels. Click the link in the show notes to start your free trial with Squarespace today. So how do we push past that fear? What do we do with the fear that's holding us back? Well, I think the first thing is to allow it. Now, what does that mean? I'm not, I'm not saying allow the fear to keep you stuck and hidden in the back of a dark closet. No, that's not what I mean. Fear, just like any other emotion, is a signal to us, right? Instead of labeling emotions as good or bad, I want you just to think about all emotions are a signal and fear is a signal. It's your brain's way of trying to keep you safe, okay? Fear is the resistance to change because change is uncomfortable. Of course, your brain is going to bring up this fear to keep you stuck because doing big things, doing scary things, doing new things, unfamiliar things, it's going to require effort. It's going to require energy and it's going to be stepping into the unknown. And your brain's only job, your primal brain's only job is to keep you safe and alive. And if it recognizes all of this unknown, all of this discomfort, it says, fear, 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 keep yourself hidden away in this dark cave because it's safer here. We know it well here. When we allow that fear and notice it come up, we can acknowledge it for doing its job. You don't need to feel ashamed of the fact that you are afraid. You should feel grateful that you have a normal functioning human brain that is trying to keep you safe. So allow the fear, recognize it. And then what I want you to do is I want you to name it. I want you to name the fear. If we can recognize that we're feeling afraid, that's step one. But if we can recognize what is it that's making me feel afraid, if we can name it, put words to it that's when we can know how to manage it. The power of this activity was having women ask themselves what they're afraid of and writing it down. They had to name it. When we know what's causing that fear, what's causing that anxiety and that worry, then we can manage it. We can decide what we're going to do with it next. When you recognize one of these fears that's written down, you can also remind yourself what's actually true and remind yourself and your primal brain that you are safe. If one of the fears that's holding you back is that you're not good enough, I want you to ask yourself if that's true. Is it true? Or is that just a thought that feels true because it's been this underlying belief that you've been holding on to for so long? If you're afraid of trying that new thing, you can remind yourself, hey, yeah, brain, primal brain, 
it's going to be scary. We're trying something new, but I am safe and I can do this and I am enough. Once you can name it, you can claim it and remind yourself what is true. And the way I want you guys to think about fear, especially when it comes to making any change in your life, maybe it's stepping into that dream. Maybe it's starting a business. Maybe it's moving across the country. Maybe it's dating again. Maybe it's starting a business. Maybe it's starting a health journey. Whatever that is for you, the hardest part is starting. The hardest part is getting started. And it's the same way, even if you're looking at, you know, waking up in the morning and going for a walk or a run, the hardest part isn't actually the walk or the run. Usually the hardest part is just getting your butt out of bed. The hardest part is getting started. I was reading something about athletes that were doing training. They were swimmers and they were doing training and they said the worst part of training was the first three minutes jumping into a cold pool right? That is when your body is like, fear, hello, here's the light bulb, here's the signal of fear. I don't want to get an ice cold freezing body of water. That seems unsafe and uncomfortable. But once you do it, the first three minutes, once the first three minutes are over, the fear dissipates. Because the anecdote to fear is action. The anecdote to fear is action. It's going to be scary because you don't know what to expect. But when you get into action, that fear typically dissipates. So the last thing I want you to do, I want you to allow the fear. I want you to name it. Remind yourself what's true and that you're safe. And finally, I want you to ask yourself, what is the first step I need to take? And then show up and take that. You can feel fear and show up anyways. Even looking at some of these fears that the women shared, one of them is afraid of exposing her vulnerabilities to pursue a new relationship. That's scary. But what's the first step? Maybe it's making a dating app account. Maybe it's going on the first date. And I have a feeling that that will feel really scary. But once you do, it's going to be so much easier to show up again the next time. Deciding to move across the country, very scary. What's the first thing you need to do? Maybe you need to research homes, meet with a realtor. And I say that because one of the ladies in my retreat recently decided to move to her dream location as a result of that retreat. She felt the fear and she showed up anyways. What I really want you guys to take away from this conversation today is that all of us have fears. I know that we'd like to say that we're fearless, but I also want you to recognize that it's a good thing that we have fear because that is a very important signal within your brain that we need to have. Okay. And the dial should not be broken. It is a good thing that we have fear. Fear is literally one of the things that keeps us alive. It's our job, however, to recognize the fear and name it so that we can make sure that fears that are just holding us back and keeping us safe and resistant to change aren't keeping us stuck in that place. If we can recognize where that fear is coming from and choose to feel the fear and show up anyways, we can make so much more progress towards our goals. If one of your fears is failure, which it is for a lot of people, I want to let you know right now that failure is inevitable. It's absolutely going to happen. And once you give yourself permission to fail, it becomes less scary and you're more likely to be less afraid of failing the next time. The antidote to that fear is action. So ask yourself, what's the first step I need to take? Then show up, feel the fear and do it anyways. You're not alone. I promise you, 
you're not alone. And I hope that maybe even just hearing some of the fears that these women shared make you realize that. I love y'all so, so much. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving me a review. Tell me what you loved most, sharing it out on social media, tagging me, or sending it to a friend that you think might find this useful as well. And in the meantime, I'll see you right back here, same time, same place next week. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please hit subscribe and leave me a review sharing what you loved most. Come hang out with me on Instagram and Facebook to keep the conversation going as we continue to find joy in the journey. Until next time, I am cheering for you, friend. Keep climbing and we'll chat soon.